Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to the All Things Rugby League podcast. Today we are going to be going through our previews for the two Friday night footy games kicking off today. We have the Parramatta Eels taking on the Newcastle Knights from Combank Stadium, and then we have the Brisbane Broncos taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium. The Parramatta Reels have been playing far better than their spot on the ladder currently suggests. They had a horrific draw to start the season, but they really do need to get some wins on the board. They are currently sitting in 13th place, so they are going to take on the Knights who have really exceeded expectations this year and despite losing key players at key times including their marquee man Callum Ponga they've gritted out some really tough wins they've had some very close calls including against the Penrith Panthers where a Nathan Cleary field goal got the Panthers out of jail but it is going to be a very gritty and interesting contest. Caelan Ponga is back, though I would feel more comfortable having KP out on the field if his head was wrapped in bubble wrap as opposed to his trademark headgear, but that's neither here nor there. So that is a game that has a lot of interest around it. Both of these teams will be desperate for a win and to try to creep into the nine. So, on the top eight, excuse me. So this one has a lot on the table. There are some notable changes to the Parramatta Eels lineup. So we'll go through it now. Clint Gutherson at fullback, as always. Mike Acevo and Hayes Dunster are out on the wings. Bailey Simonson drops out. Um, Will Penasini and Sean Russell are the centres. No Wonga Blake. There is some news on Wonga Blake that he might be considering a switch to rugby, but we'll get back to that in our next news segment. Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses, as usual, the half pairings. Romu Gregg and Junior Palo are the front row with Regan Campbell-Gillard out for an extended period of time. Josh Hodson will start the game at hooker. Sean Lane and Ryan Madison are the second row with Jermaine Hopgood coming back off the bench into lock the scrum. Bryce Cartwright, Brendan Hands, Matt Dury, and Makahishi Makatoa are the interchange for the Parramatta Eels as it stands right now, barring any last-minute changes. Jacob Arthur will be the 18th man. Offer Hickey Ogden is still available in reserves. The players to watch for me for the Parramatta Eels, there's a couple. Jermaine Hopgood is in the discussion for possibly getting a spot in the Queensland side come origin time, but he'll need to put together a few solid, consistent performances with big minutes to make the case to coach Billy Slater. Also, Brendan Hands and Josh Hodson. So, Josh Hodson has far from lit the world on fire since joining Parramatta from the Canberra Raiders, and Brendan Hands seems to have the better service for the halves out of dummy half than Josh Hodson does. Josh Hodson is a very dominant player, and he's not really the best at just taking a backseat, providing clean and crisp service and letting the halves run the show, which is how Parramatta's team structure is set up. So Josh Hodgson is definitely having some struggles adjusting and Brendan Hands looks almost set to pinch the starting spot and have Josh Hodgson come off the bench. So it'll be interesting to see how this one continues to play out. It, I'd love to get inside the head of coach Brad Arthur to know what he's thinking regarding his hooking position, because there is a little battle that is developing between Hodgson and Hands for the spot. It does seem like Brad Arthur is playing around a little bit with his back line. We've all had concerns about the Parramatta back line and how it sucks up compared to some of the other back lines in the competition, like their opposition tonight, the Newcastle Knights. I mean, on paper, having a look at this team list now, I would say that the Knights' back line is far stronger than the Eels. However, that does not mean that I am going to be tipping the Knights. Well, not for that reason anyway. But so we have seen Sean Russell come in at centre for Wong and Blake and Hayes Dunster has come in for Bailey Simonson. So it does seem that Brad Arthur is open to making some changes long term to that back line. So players are fighting for spots there. It'll be interesting to see if they can bring out the best in these players and who will eventually end up getting the spots long term. 
Over to the Knights, they'll be looking for a Combank ambush after falling short against the Cowboys last week. And they have fielded a very strong side with minimal changes. So Adam O'Brien is definitely hunting hard for these two points. Lachlan Miller will start the game at fullback. Dominic Young and Greg Marju are the informed wing pairing. Dan Gagai and Bradman Best are the centres. Caelan Ponga will start the game at 5'8 after his successful return from concussion last week. Jackson Hastings is the halfback. Daniel Saifidi and Leo Thompson are the front row. Phoenix Crossland at hooker. And we do just take a moment to wish Jaden Braley the very best. Of course, he has re-injured his ACL and he will not take part for the Newcastle Knights again this season. So all the best to Jaden. Phoenix Crossland is the hooker. Tyson Frizzell and Lachlan Fitzgibbon are the back row and Kurt Mann will lock the scrum. We hear Adam Elliott is close, but not quite ready. But I think that there's a good chance you see Adam Elliott line up for the Knights next week. The bench, Tyson Gamble, Jacob Saifiti, Matt Croker, and Jack Hetherington. So it's a very strong side that's been put together by Adam O'Brien. And on paper, I would think that this side has the advantage over the power. Parramatta Eels, especially with the loss of Riggan Campbell Gillard, and some real questions about what Junior Polo's minutes are going to look like coming into this game. Origin's just around the corner. So, and Brad Arthur's bench rotations have been the subject of much scrutiny this season, so it'll be very interesting to see what he does. There's a couple of key players to watch in this one. Lockie Miller is going up against one of the most consistent fullbacks in the NRL in Clint Gutherson. And Lockie Miller, while he has had a very good start to his NRL career, he's definitely had a couple of moments that he'd rather not watch again on tape. Thank you very much, Adam. But it will be interesting to see how Lockie Miller can stack up against Clint Gutherson. They are much the same mold of fullback. So it'll be interesting to see how Lockie Miller can apply his craft for his team against Clint Gutherson. There's also the matchup between Will Penasini and Dane Gagai that I really like. Um, the star of the future in Will Penasini versus the star of the past and present, and also maybe a little bit longer for the future Dane Gagai, though there's no doubt he's coming to the back end of his career. Caelan Ponga versus Dylan Brown is worth the price of admission alone. So there's a lot of juicy looking matchups in this one. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. I think this is going to be a really exciting game. I do also think Kurt Mann has the lock position. We know Kurt Mann is the ultimate Mr. Fix-It for Adam O'Brien. You can put him much, pretty much anywhere on the field. I mean, even if you asked him to go in the front row, I think he'd have a crack. So <laughs> Kurt Mann's value to this team is really understated. And I... I'm very interested to see where he will fit into this side once Adam Elliott comes into the equation. Also, I rate Leo Thompson really highly. I think this kid has a really high ceiling, and I am interested to see how he goes starting in the front row, because I do think long-term this guy could be made of the Spencer Lenu mould of the explosive bench impact, but I'm interested to see how he goes as a front rower in the starting side. In terms of my predictions for how this one is going to go, I'm actually going to go for the upset. I think that the Newcastle Knights are going to get this done. On paper, I actually think they've got the better squad. I think that they've shown that they are not to be messed with this season. They are not to be taken lightly. And if you come into their game expecting an easy two points, you're going to get your pants pulled down. It was only thanks to Nathan Cleary being Nathan Cleary that the Panthers escaped with their pants still where they're supposed to be. So I actually think that Newcastle could get it done. I think that Parramatta, I think there's some frustration that's starting to creep into their game at, as the results are not swinging their way. And I do think that when Parramatta get frustrated and they go away from the game plan, things start to crumble for Parramatta. So it will be interesting to see how it goes, though. So I do think it's going to be the Newcastle Knights. I do think it's going to be a tight affair. All of the Knights games have been pretty tight this year. So I think it could be by six points or less. 
it may come down to a field goal. Juice, we've had a number of golden point games this season already. How good has this season been? So I do think Newcastle six or less, possibly even golden point. In terms of any time try scorers, I think that the wingers are a pretty good bet. I think Greg Marju and Dominic Young and Mike Acevo are probably the pick of the four for any time try scorers. Mike Acevo is currently leading the try scoring count for the entire year and he could finish top try scorer that will be interesting to see although we all know that alex johnson who's been the incumbent with that medal for several years now won't be far behind so and i also like sean lane to score a try i think sean lane's looked really good coming back from injury so i think that he's a pretty good shout for a try scorer as well so that's how i see game one playing out game two the adam reynolds cup up at suncorp stadium the Broncos have been high-flying, but we are starting to see some cracks in the armour. We are starting to see that there are some problems in the Broncos. They are very small problems. They are very manageable problems, but they we have seen some second-half clock-offs. We have seen the Canberra Raiders game against the Brisbane Broncos, where there was quite a lot of things that went wrong for the Brisbane Broncos, and they didn't seem to respond well to it. So they're high-flying flash in the pan, and they can definitely put on an attacking show. But when it comes down to getting into the grind and to the nitty-gritty, uh, I, I think there's reason that Kevin Walters and Adam Reynolds are concerned about this, and they have said so publicly. But the Broncos have shown that if they can blow you out of the park early, good luck running them down. So... South Sydney, on the other hand, well, they'll be peak confidence right now after knocking over the Penrith Panthers in a close one. Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker are doing Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker things, blowing games to pieces with their injections. But they are up against the old man and their old pal in Adam Reynolds. And if there is one person who knows how to keep these two out of games, it is probably going to be Adam Reynolds. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes against his old club. But I do see this one being very close, very tight, very competitive and very passionate and emotional, especially for Adam Reynolds. There are three big changes for the Broncos. Corey Oates is out with the injury we reported earlier. And so Jesse Arthurs is back into the side. Poor Corey. We wish him all the best. Uh, Ezra Mam is out of the side as he is serving a suspension along with Payne Haas and that is a massive loss for the Broncos. So the team list is as follows. Reese Walsh at fullback, Jesse Arthurs and Selwyn Cobbo out on the wings, Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth are the centres, Jock Madden comes in to make his debut as a Bronco alongside Adam Reynolds at 5'8". Adam Reynolds, of course, at halfback. Tom Flegler and Keenan Palacia are the props. Keenan Palacia coming in to replace Payne Haas. Billy Walters will start the game at hooker. Kurt Capewell and Jordan Rickey are the back rowers. Pat Carrigan will lock the scrum. Corey Pates will come in to dummy half at some point from the bench. Corey Jensen, Kobe Hetherington and Martin DePau are the bench for Kevin Walters. Two big players to watch for me. The first one is Jock Madden. He left the West Tigers in order to get more chances at first grade and to develop his game, and his chance has arrived. He will partner Adam Reynolds, who, if you want to develop your game as a halfback, because Jock Madden is more of a halfback than a 5'8", I don't think there are many better than you can do it next to than Daly Cherry Evans or Adam Reynolds. So I am really interested to see how Jock goes. I'm interested to see how he fits into this Broncos side, especially since he won't have the organizational duties. That'll be handled by Adam Reynolds. So I am really interested to see how Jock goes and I really do hope that he can show that he's learned some things while up in Brisbane and that he can take his game to the next level to hopefully cement a first grade spot somewhere. The other one is Reese Walsh. We all know that Caelan Ponga's concussion situation is very delicate and should KP take a knock to the head, Reese Walsh could very well be looking at being the Queensland fullback. So Reese Walsh will be wanting to put it 
together consistent, impressive performances, not just in attack, but also in defense in order to impress Billy Slater. He has shown that his defense has improved a lot over the offseason. It was clearly a focus for him to work on, and he has definitely come along well, but there is still more improvement to be done. So if Reese Walsh wants to be given the call in the event that Caleb Ponga is out for any reason during Origin, he's going to want to keep these good performances coming, and he's going to have a lot of work to do, especially with Ezra Mam out of the sign. It'll be interesting to see how Reese Walsh steps up to see if he takes more carries, more touches, if he does a little bit more playmaking. It'll be interesting to see how these combinations are going to work. Over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and this is probably the closest they've looked to full strength in the forwards this season. We know that they're having a bit of a forward injury curse at the moment, and we're hoping that they all get through this game unscathed. Latrell Mitchell is at fullback. Alex Johnson and Tane Milne are out on the wings. Isaiah Tass and Campbell Graham are the centre pairing. Cody Walker and Lockie Ilias are the halves pairing. Tabita Totola and Jai Arrow will be the front row. Damian Cook at hooker. Michael Cheekham and Jacob Host are the back row with Cam Murray locking the scrum. Jed Cartwright, David Davey Mawale, Hame Sally, and Tom Burgess are the bench for Jason Demetrio, though I wouldn't be surprised to see Tom Burgess come into the starting front row and possibly Jai Arrow going back to the bench. So it'll be interesting to see if they run out as named or if there is a little bit of a shuffle there in the forward pack for South Sydney, but it is the strongest they've looked, I think, and I'll be very, very interested to see how it goes. The key matchup for this game, well, there's two. One of them should go without saying. It is Adam Reynolds and the kid that they let him go for, the kid that now wears his old jersey, Lockie Ilias. Now, I know full well um, from personal experience and from what I have heard that Adam Reynolds, of course, holds no ill will towards Lockie Ilias. He is a professional through and through, and he understands the decision that was made at South Sydney. But being South Sydney through and through, Redfern born and bred, bleeds red and green, you can understand that it probably still is a little bit of a sore spot for Adam Reynolds, and I'm sure he would love nothing more than to stick it to his old team. So this will be interesting to see how it does play out. Adam Reynolds is having a great start to the year. His kicking game has been pinpoint accurate, and Lockie Ilias's kicking game is still very much in the developing stages, but Lockie Ilias is definitely improving on a steady traction. He's showing no signs of degrading or having his performances go backwards, which is a good sign, and he is solidly performing despite having second year having this be his second year in the NRL, sorry. So it is a sign. I guess the jury will always be out on this decision that was made by South Sydney over Adam Reynolds, but Lockie Ilias has definitely made sure that nobody can definitively say that it was the wrong decision. So it will be interesting to see how these two match up. Knowing Adam Reynolds and how he can be a bit of a cheeky pest, I expect there might be a little bit of niggle and a little bit of sledging on the field, but that's one of the things that we love Adam Reynolds for. The other matchup is... Latrell Mitchell and Reese Walsh, the dynamic game breakers, though very different in their play styles. I think that whichever team does go on to win this very close mashup, it'll be off the back of their X Factor number ones. Reese Walsh has been proving that he was the little bit of magic dust that the Broncos needed to take their game to the next mash level. Latrell Mitchell is Latrell Mitchell doing Latrell Mitchell things and by this point, his reputation speaks for itself. His ability and his talent is well known. So it will be very interesting to see. Reese Walsh, he's 
definitely got more. Latrell Mitchell tends to float in and out of games, but when he decides to float into a game, everybody look out. Whereas Reese Walsh is always on the ball, always paying attention, always looking to inject himself. But there are times where he can just have a bit of inexperience and a bit of excitement get to his head, such as when he was all but over the try line and he decided to toss off a razzle-dazzle offload that didn't pay off and butchered a certain try. Not quite sure what was going on there, Reese. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see which one comes out on top here, especially considering Latrell Mitchell is all but a lock to play for the Blues in the centres and a backup fullback if necessary in origin. And Reese Walsh is gunning for the jersey that Caelan Ponga definitely has his hands on. But we all know Caelan Ponga's concussion situation means flip a coin as to whether or not he actually takes the field for the Maroons. So there's definitely a lot to play for for these two guys and for these two teams as a whole. How I see this one playing out. I think that South Sydney are going to get the job done here, even though it is against the Broncos, who are top of the table and at Suncorp. I think that the Broncos have shown a couple of holes in their armour over the last couple of weeks, and I think that South Sydney riding high off their confidence of knocking off the, defend the defending premiers. I do think that South Sydney are going to find ways to exploit those holes. Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell... When those two are on, it, South Sydney are very, very, very tough to beat. And I think that the Broncos, those losses that they do have, including Corey Oates, Ezra Mam, and most of all, Payne Haas, I think they're going to bite. So I do think that South Sydney are going to get the job done. I think it's going to be close. I do think kicking game is going to be quite important. And I think that if the Broncos are going to take this one home, it's going to be off the pinpoint kicks of Adam Reynolds. So... I do think that Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, their X-Factor ball playing, their ability to just do freakish things that other players can barely comprehend, I do just think it's going to be a bit too much. And, like, I'm not certain. I'm really not certain. And that's why I'm a bit anxious, because I could see a world where the Broncos get up. So, but I am going to have to tip somebody, and I am going to tip South Sydney. I think it's going to be close. I think it is going to be eight points or less. But South Sydney, if they can get the run on, they can normally finish in style. And, so, and a couple of South Sydney's scoreboards have not accurately reflected the tough contest that they have because they can run away in the back end of games. I do think it's going to be South Sydney by eight points or less for who I like for try scorers. I like Latrell Mitchell for a try scorer because he's in good try scoring form at the moment. And we all know what a beast he can be close to the line. If you get him one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one, -on -one, he's almost impossible to stop. And I do think that Cody Walker will have the ability to get Latrell Mitchell that space that he needs, and I can see him crashing over. I do also like Cody Walker for a try scorer. He's had quite a consistent try scoring form to start this season, even in games where South Sydney have lost. And I do really like Cody Walker for a try scorer here. Alex Johnson, well... It's pretty much 50-50 on whether or not he'll score a try in a game, so I don't know how much value there is there, but it'd be a pretty safe bet. And also, I like, for the Broncos, Herbie Farnworth. I think that Herbie Farnworth, he's had at least one try in every in almost every game that he's played in this year, if not all. I'll have to double-check that stat. But I do like him for a try scorer. I do also like Selwyn Cobbo for a try scorer. I was originally going to say Katoni Staggs, and I do think that there is value in Katoni Staggs, but if you had to maybe pick one of them, I think I would be more liking Selwyn Cobbo up against Tane Milne. Because I think that over on the other side, Katoni Staggs, he's going to be taking on Campbell Graham, who we know is a pretty solid defensive player. And I do think that... Selwyn Cobbo might be able to give Tane Mild a bit of a bath and get in for one himself. We all know Selwyn Cobbo is a bit of a freak and he is much in the mould of Latrell Mitchell and he's definitely a future fullback. And I do think that he'll be quite a handful for Tane Mild over on that side. South Sydney fans will be keeping their fingers crossed and hope that Tane can keep his temper in check. 
So that is how I see this one playing out, guys. So that is my preview for the two games kicking off tonight. We'll be back tomorrow for Super Saturday and also with some... I will eventually get around to doing the special comment on Jack Whiten and the his departure from the Canberra Raiders and the response from Ricky Stewart and the Canberra Raiders. Uh, that'll all be coming at some point over this weekend. So until then, guys, enjoy the games tonight. And until tomorrow, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, and good luck.